0: Requires. cling
1: to the law. Open your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 35, and we're going to look at verses one through five, Genesis 35, verse one through five, as we look at the journey to Egypt. But before we look at that, let's lay a little groundwork here. If there was three things I wanted you to get from today's message is you need faith, faithfulness and forgiveness are the keys to a successful Christian life. Let me say that again. Faith, faithfulness, and forgiveness are the keys, are the essential things you need for a successful Christian life because we're all on a journey for the Lord, amen? And we're going where God wants us to go and doing what God wants us to do. Let me tell you a short story about Horteo Nelson. He was a a sickly boy living in 18th century England his mother died, and he was left in the care of his uncle. His uncle was a ship captain, and he, too, wanted to be the captain of a ship. He wanted to be somebody. Uh, this young man, was. he went on a voyage with his uncle, and his, he'd get so sick, his uncle would have to take him back and drop him off. And he was sickly his whole life. But do you know he fought that tooth and nail to be, he wanted to make something of himself, and he did. He became the captain of a ship. Not only that, listen to this, Nelson... Led England to victory against Napoleon. Wow. So you think about that's a worldly person wanting to make a stand. Shouldn't we Christians be not more committed to serve God, the one who has given us life, the one who has redeemed us, the one who has written your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Amen. Ask yourself, what does it take to stop you from serving God? What does it take to stop you from serving God? If you answered nothing, amen, you're on the right track. And I do believe that most of us want to be like the Apostle Paul at the end of our life. As he said in 2 Timothy, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Amen. So as we look at Joseph's life here, and I love the story of Joseph. If there was three favorite characters in the Bible of mine, it'd be Jesus, Paul, and Joseph. But do you know Joseph's life is a, is a mirror of the Lord Jesus Christ? Let me explain. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. So was Jesus. Joseph was loved by his father. So was Jesus. Joseph was victorious over temptation. So was Jesus. Joseph was taken into custody because of false witness. So was Jesus. Joseph suffered from doing right. So did Jesus. So his, his life is, is a points to the Lord Jesus Christ as every story in the Old Testament does. It is a picture pointing you To the Lord Jesus Christ. And the secret of Joseph's strength of his character was his unconditional faith in God. It wasn't that he had he was a great man of character, but it was his faith in God that gave him the strength to be who God wanted him to be. You know how you're going to be what God wants you to be? When you have the faith that you need in God that work in your life, that He is sovereign in your life. Look with me now in Genesis chapter 35 and verses one through five. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God, that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household, And to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. And let us arise, and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went." And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods, which were in the hand, and all their earrings, which were in their ears. And Jacob did hide them under the oak, which was by Shechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of the Lord was upon the cities, and there were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. Do you notice where God took Jacob? You remember the story of Jacob and Esau? This is Joseph's father. He is sent God is sending him back to so listen what it says that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau, thy brother. You know, he, he stole his brother's birthright. In other words, and here he was, he fled from his brother. He got scared. He ran and listen, God is sending him back to where he ran. God oftentimes send his sins, his disobedient children, us back to the place where they started on the wrong path. Why? So that you can start on the right path. As I've heard several old preachers say that God will keep sending that same trial around until you pass it. He'll keep sending that same test around until you pass it. Until you have enough faith in him. And faith is trusting God's plan. The Bible says in Hebrews 11:6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, that's strong, isn't it? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You mean all the money I put in the plate, all the things that I do, all the things that I give? Without faith, it is impossible to please him, the Bible says. Genesis 37, 5, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. What was his dream? Well, he was a young man, about 17 years old, and he was his father's favorite, and that's never good. You should never have favorites if you have children. You should never show favoritism. You may treat them a little different, but you love them all the same, in other words. And so that his brothers hated him because his father treated him special because he was his father's favorite. They literally, the Bible says, could not speak peaceably to him. Joseph has a dream, as it says in this verse. And at that time, he told his brothers the dream. That you will one day bow down unto me. And that his parents would also. So God revealed that time of Joseph, he would be a ruler. And that they would bow down to him. And he would be even a ruler over his own brothers that were older than him. Older than him, he was the youngest. But. One thing that dream didn't include, it did not include how Joseph was going to get there. It did not give a detailed roadmap of what was going to happen in order to get Joseph there. God didn't give him that dream and then the next day put him in that position. No sir, no ma'am. That was not included in the dream. God gave him a dream. He gave him a vision of what and where he was going be and Joseph's dream was prophetic. God spoke to people in dreams back then because they did not have the Bible in its entirety as we do now. Today, God lays something on your heart, He speaks to your heart, and He speaks to you through His word. Amen. But we still have to obey Him, just like Joseph. Joseph had a dream, but he could have just been disobedient to the Lord. And it takes faith to receive and believe the truth found. In the Word of God, without faith it is impossible to please Him. So it takes faith to believe that. The truths that you will find, there's many truths in the Word of God. But you know, may we be like Joseph. May we exercise faith to receive God's Word and apply it to our lives and live it out in our families. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye receive the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. What does it work on? Your muscles, your looks, your hair? No, sir, it works on your heart. That's what God cares about. He didn't come to make you taller, stronger, faster, fitter, richer, but he came to change your heart. Amen. And it's a continual work even after you're saved. You have to focus. You have to have aim. You have to want to work at it. You have to Want to be close to God. The Bible says, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. That's what God says. So it's on us, once you're saved, how close you want to be with God. Because God is the same yesterday, He's the same today, and He's the same forever, the Bible says. He never changes. We do. So how close do you want to be to God? That's totally up to you. But God is there. Joseph, I believe, wanted to be right with God, wanted to be close with God, and he had a heart for God. Amen? Amen? Look with me now in Genesis 37, 6 through 8. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood around about and made obeisance to my sheaf. In other words, they bowed down to it. Verse number 8, And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him, yet the more for his dreams and for his words. They already hated him. They couldn't speak peaceably to peaceably to him because he was their father's favorite. But now you're going to tell us that we're going to bow down to you, that you're going to have dominion, that you're going to rule over us? And Joseph, he acknowledged his revelation from God. And he, he had the faith to share it with his brothers. And I've heard many say that he might have been little prideful that you know tell him you're going to bow down to me i don't i don't know it doesn't say he was prideful but we do know that his brothers had a lot of resentment in their heart toward him first thessalonians 2 4 says but as we were allowed of god to put in the trust with the gospel even so we speak not as pleasing men but which trieth our hearts see joseph had a dream Let me tell you, that wasn't Joseph's dream when he told his brothers. Joseph told them God's dream, what God gave to him. Joseph shared that dream with his brothers, just like we must also be willing to share. See, it it may not be easy. They may not have to receive it. They may not like it. But God loves it when you demonstrate your love for God by telling someone how they can be saved, how they too can be born again and have their name written in the Lamb's book of life. You see, his brothers, Joseph's brothers did not like that dream, but it wasn't his dream. It was God's dream. Your friends, your neighbors may not like the gospel message, but you listen to me. That's not your message. That's God's message. He simply give it to you to give, and he wants you to give it. So they may not like you for it, but they're really not liking you They don't like the message. Joseph's brothers didn't like the message. But it's not my message. It's not your message. We're talking about this is God Almighty's message. And this truth can bring great faith and confidence and the heart of a believer, when you know this, Christian, when it's not me, this ain't my message. I didn't write this. I didn't come up with this idea. This is God Almighty's plan. This is His message. I'm simply wanting to give it to you. By the way, there's nothing better that you can give them. Amen. So they may not like you for it like Joseph's brothers, but God will love you for it. And that's the best thing for them. You can feed and clothe somebody and put them up in a nice house and pay for everything and they still die and go to hell. You need to tell them how to be saved. Should we take care of them and give them a pair of socks? Absolutely. But don't do it without giving them the gospel message. They must be saved. They must repent of their sins. They must put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Hebrews 13, 5 says, let your covetousness, let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Be content. Well, there's some real happiness. There's real peace when you are content. Content with what? Content where God has you where you're at, whatever job you're at, whatever place you're at, whatever church you're at, whatever home you're at, wherever you're at. Just being content, knowing that God is sovereign, God is in control. Now, that does not mean, I've had this conversation, that does not mean that you can just lay down on the couch and be content and not work. No, sir, no, ma'am. God intends for every able body to work. Even Adam and Eve, when they're in the garden, everything was perfect before sin entered into the world. God still gave them a job to do, and that was tend to the garden. Now there may not, but there was no sin, so there was no sweating, there was no hard toil, but it was still work. God had work for them to do. God has work for you to do, and you say, "What do I do?" Well, you do the last thing God told you to do until He tells you to something, do something different. Right? That's exactly what you should be doing. Contentment means. I'm okay where I'm at. Somebody else maybe got the promotion. Somebody else got the raise. Somebody else got the recognition. But you know what? That's okay. I'm right where God wants me to be. And God wants them to have that. Maybe it's it, so it won't build pride in my life. Amen? Because pride is a destroyer. Let me say that again. Pride is a destroyer of all good things that come from God. Pride will destroy it. That's why Satan fell from heaven. Pride rose up in his heart. He said, I'll be like God. Pride will destroy a ministry. It will destroy a marriage. It will destroy a relationship. It will destroy. Be humble. Keep yourself humble. It's much easier if you keep yourself humble than if God has to humble you. Because it's like any loving parent. If one gets out of line, well, you're probably going to humble them and put them back in line, right? And God loves us that much and so god was with joseph wherever he went as as he went through all these different trials and he got put into slavery by his brothers threw in a pit and they sold him as a slave and the bible says and the lord was with them he got bought by potiphar and the bible says the lord was with them potiphar's wife lied on him said he He came after me, he got thrown in the bottom of the prison, and the Bible says, and the Lord was with him. No matter what happened, no matter where he's at, the Lord was with him. That's what I'm talking about, being content. Did it hurt? I bet it did hurt him. I bet it hurt his feelings. It might have hurt him physically. It might have hurt him a lot. But he still knew that God was in control. How much do you believe that God is sovereign? How much do you believe that God orders even the enemies in your own life, even the slander that's said or the physical assaults that's happened? God has allowed that. Why? To grow, to shape, to make, to mold you that he may use you. Amen? See, if he would have took that young boy Joseph who had a dream that says, my brothers are going to bow down to me, even my parents, if he would have took him that next day and put him in the position as second in command, Under Pharaoh, over all of Egypt, what kind of leader would he have been? Man, he would have been a prideful, proud, useless, unexperienced leader. That's what he would have been. But God put him through all those rough times because it grew him. And I tell you what, nothing grows you faster than pain, doesn't it? You know, when you smash your finger, you realize real quick you don't want to do that again. If you electrocute yourself, you realize... Man, I ain't doing that again. I mean, pain is a great teacher. You're like, I ain't never touching that again. It burnt the fire out of me. And it's the same. That's what happened to Joseph here. That's what happens in your life. God may allow some pain to, to grow you, to make, to mold you. Does it feel good? Absolutely not. And you can tell God that. He knows. He can tell. You can tell him it hurts, Lord. I don't like this. But I want to get what you have for me out of it. I want to make the changes in my heart. I know that I do. Because the old me still rises up sometimes, and it's still in there. And the Bible talks about that. You're dragging around a, a a dead man, a dead person, and it can rise up again. And so let's do our best to keep ourselves humble, like Joseph, that God may use us in our journey of faithfulness. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter four, verse number two. Listen to this. Moreover, it is required in a steward, stewards that a man be found faithful should it say successful hold on should it say that a man be found successful no it doesn't even say smart educated rich powerful prestigious none of those things it simply says moreover it is required in the steward that a man be found faithful god can use that why because you're faithful but you know what I found and what I've seen, ladies and gentlemen, just like with Joseph, a lot of bad things happened to him, but he stayed faithful. And when you stay faithful sooner or later, God's going to promote you to the place where he wants you to be, where he can use you the most, where you can have the greatest influence. And it may not be for you. It, and it probably won't be for you. It's for his work. It's for other people. So that you can bless them, so that you can help them along, so that you can bring them to the next level of spirituality. Amen? So that you can help them get closer to God. Although no one none of us, we none of us plan for suffering, but it seems to be it's just inevitable in this lifetime. Even if you have a good life, you never get divorced, you never get sick, you never, you still even have to deal with death. Everybody around you that you love and care about, they die. And that is, that is rough. So suffering is just inevitable. And let's just face it, some suffer more than others. Some suffer greatly. Some very little. But the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Don't try to figure that out and go, well, maybe this or maybe that. Because Job, Job, the Bible says, was perfect and upright. And he suffered more than anybody in the Bible. But he stayed faithful to the Lord. Joseph suffered a lot, but in the end, he brought forth God's work, God's will, looked out for God's people, took care of them. And so when Joseph's journey brought him through tough times and despair, he simply remained faithful. What are you supposed to do when hard times hurtful things, and you remember this was his family. These were his older brothers, the very ones that were looking supposed to be looking out for him, the very ones that should protect him, the very ones that should watch over him and care about him, are the very ones that hurt him the most. I'm here to tell you, the ones that are the, very, the closest to you, the ones that you love the most, maybe your own family, they'll be the ones that actually hurt you the most. But God can still use that. If you respond in a right way, when he was sold into slavery by his brothers, he remained steadfast and listen to me. God took journey, He took Joseph on a journey. God's taking you on a, a journey. And it, I'm sure at times Joseph said, wait a minute, I had this dream. I was going to y'all were going to bow down to me. I was going to be in charge and Lord. I've to be going in the opposite direction. Maybe your life seems to be going in the opposite direction. That's because God's doing something in you before he does something in your circumstances. He continued, no matter what happened, to trust God because God was changing him. He was making him and molding him in his heart. He was changing his heart before he changed his circumstances. And I'm telling you right now, that's what God's going to do with you. So Joseph could have quit many times. He could have threw his sucker in the dirt, as you could say, and walked away and Never doubted said, I'm done. I'm walking. I'm out. This is too much. I can't handle it. It's too hard. It's just too much. But he never wavered in his circumstances. He kept doing what he knew, what God wanted him to do. And listen to this. And it's going to be the same in your life. Every trial strengthened his faith and his walk in the Lord. You listen to me. Every trial that you have Strengthens your faith in the Lord when you stay faithful, when you stay committed, and when you stay active in the Lord. God wants to do something in your life. Every experience, Joseph fulfilled god's purpose in his life you mean the hurt and the pain and the suffering and the lies and the attack and getting thrown in prison and slavery and all the you know all the preacher you know all the things they've done to me listen to me every experience in your life can fulfill the god's purpose in your life when you respond to it in the right way and be faithful and you're committed to the lord why because the strongest thing that you have is your testimony the stronger thing that you have is to tell people how they can escape hell. The Bible says there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and gnawing of tongue. Where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. There's no relief in hell. But your name can be written in the Lamb's Book of Life today. If you realize that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. Because one day you're going to die and you're going to stand before God. And you'll give an account for that life unless you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and the work that he did on the cross. He didn't just die on the cross. No, the Bible says that he was buried, that he arose again the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave, and that you can put your faith and trust in him today. And listen to me, Christian. Be faithful, just like Joseph, no matter what. When it hurts, know that God's doing something in your life. Amen? And you can stay faithful on this journey with the Lord. Amen.
0: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352 341 five one seven six that's three five two three four one five one seven six this broadcast has been sponsored in part by henley's grading incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in hernando florida three five two eight nine seven three five zero seven that's three five two eight nine seven three five zero seven this program is sponsored by cross-bound ministry of Inverness, Florida.